You know, sometimes people ask me, hey, Matt, I want to work for a startup. Which type of startup should I work for? And they're asking to know, like, which startups do I think are going to be the biggest, right? The ones that end up like Google and Facebook. When I actually don't think this is how potential startup employees should be looking at where they work. Yes, they want to join a company that's up to the right, that's growing really quickly. But one thing I think that is kind of overlooked many times is the culture fit. And how are you able to determine if there might be a culture fit or team fit before you even join the team? Well, I found something that actually enables you to do this, and it's called JobServe. JobServe gives you the edge that you need to understand your personal work style and how that affects the job you do and those you work with. Ultimately, you fill out their assessment, then you're able to see, oh, this is my work style and I gel with these types of people or this type of team, and this is the type of team that I may not gel with. For example, I took the assessment, and there's a few things that I learned. One. My temperament is I'm a driver. My primary tendency is to take control of situations. I prefer more of an independent approach with an emphasis on persistence, pragmatism, and a strong will. What's my leadership tendency? It's relationship-based. I prefer to focus more on relationships in order to support and motivate others, whether the individuals report to me or not. These are things that I've learned where if I ever in the future wanted to work for a startup, I would keep these in mind. Would I want to work for a startup that doesn't like drivers, doesn't want independent-minded thinkers? Well, if that's the case i wouldn't work there right and i now know that because i've taken this quiz so for you if you are thinking of breaking into startups you want to understand what startup would be a good fit for you i highly encourage you to go to jobserve.com that's j-o-b-s-u-r-v.com take the assessment and learn more about yourself so you understand what team would be the best fit for you and how about this after you take the assessment email me matt at mattsherman.com let me know what your results are and i bring a couple of you onto the podcast to chat with me about your results and what that means and what types of startups might be a good fit so if you are interested in understanding yourself better and more importantly understanding what type of startup is the best fit for you on a cultural level on a team fit level, go to jobsurv.com, take the assessment, and email me at matt at mattsherman.com, and maybe I'll pick a couple of you to come on the podcast and chat about your results. And note, if you're an employer, this is for you too. You can use JobServe ultimately to make sure the people that you hire are aligned with you culturally and a team fit. That is jobsurv.com. Check it out. Email me once you fill out the assessment, and maybe I'll have you on the podcast. Now let's get into today's episode. What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical skill yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kuhn, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. 
Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Alex, Courtney, James, and Yusen, who are the co-founders of Indify. Welcome to the show, guys. How's it going? Hello, good. everyone. Hello. Good. Hello. I appreciate you all coming on to the pod and sharing in what you're working on. For those that haven't heard of Indify, can one of you share um, what you're doing and what the company is? Sure. Do you want to go? Yeah. So Indify is basically a platform that lets you embed widgets within your Notion documents. Um, and I'd love to go more into detail if you'd like me to. So let's start with, so I have a pretty tech-centric audience, but just in case there are people listening that don't know, what is Notion? And then what, can you like describe to me like what you mean by widget within Notion? Because um, I, haven't, I, I haven't seen something like that before. It sounds pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can, I can talk a little bit about Notion. So Notion uh, started uh, as... Uh, well, initially, the, the CEO, Ivan, started Notion as uh, the web builder tool. And after three years, they, they realized um, that uh, people don't really want to build uh, apps by the t- at, the, at the time. So then they move on to uh, become this productivity tool where they provide building blocks like database, table, um, different um, blocks that, uh, that could help you to kind of uh, organize your workspace and make tools that uh, solve your own problem. So that's the philosophy where uh, Notion is working on. And uh, what we are doing is we saw the opportunity where people are asking for more stuff on Notion. Uh, they want to do more dynamic stuff. Uh, for example, you know, a Google Calendar integration. So then we uh, go on and then we did it. So we made. Um, Four, we started with four widgets. So basically, within Notion, there's the embeddable um, function where you could embed a website within Notion. So we made four embeddable uh, widgets where user could paste the widget URL into Notion as an embeddable uh, website, basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, to go off this as well, uh, to go off Yusin, we saw Notion as a platform just like YouTube, um, where people would want to add things to it. Uh, there's a growing community that is around a million strong right now and continuing to grow. And the problem that we're trying to solve is something I feel like Alex would be able to better explain um, through a technical lens as well. Yeah, so yeah, we noticed that Notion is a very strong, very vibrant community. And a lot of people are using it to build their own personal websites, portfolios, um, collecting their recipes, planning their trips. And we noticed that Notion, although it's a tremendous product, it's relatively static. So we wanted to add some life into everyone's kind of workflows. So, and we also noticed that Notion's most requested feature was Google Calendar. So um, that was the very first thing that we built. Um, And we've grown a lot since then. We have over 4,000 users and it's currently growing every single day. Um, And we're super excited to be um, improving everyone's Notion experience. Yeah, um, what did you? What did we have to do before widget? The widgets were created. Uh, I think we we talked about it yesterday on just revisiting in a retrospective what that might have looked like without the widgets. But what was that process that you explained to us yesterday? Uh, what are you referring to exactly? Um, so it was it was going off of what we had to do or the workarounds for the widgets that you've had uh, the widgets solve. I'm not sure if you could go more into that. Oh, right. Sorry about that. 
Yes. So we noticed that on the Notion subreddit, a lot of people were building their own portfolios, but the workarounds for adding calendars, for example, were pretty tedious where a lot of users don't know how to code or prefer not to code, but they would have to go online, copy a snippet, host it on another website, and then use that to embed it within their Notion. But the issue was still, the issue that was still present was that it wouldn't sync to their Google Calendar. Um, so we aim to make that process much easier um, and build their experience from there. And um, we're hoping to keep growing with the Notion community and keep building widgets um, that will support future creators and uh, Notion pros. I'd love to yeah. hear a little bit about the origin story for this and how, how you all got started with Indify and kind of the early days of it. Yeah, Alex, I think you could use you and you should talk about that. And then we could also go into how we all came yeah. together as of late. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you want to start, Alex? Yeah, so Yusin and I met at Western University a few years ago. And we started off um, learning how to code together. And we actually built a dog, dog nap alarm a long time <laughs> ago. And it was like the very first project that we built. Uh, it wasn't very good, but um, we wanted to, we kept in touch over the years. Um, and in March, when the pandemic started, all four of us kind of rekindled um, as a group. And uh, that's kind of where we started building products. Not, sorry, not products. That's when we started building solutions to the pandemic and how we could improve people's experiences throughout um, the coronavirus pandemic. Um, yeah. So you said, I don't know if you want to talk yeah, about so, that. Yeah, so I was uh, working on a project with them. I was working on the design side of things. And um, Alex one day um, reached out to me and, uh, and he was like, look, there's so many people are asking stuff on, um, on the Reddit, uh, no, subreddit of Notion and uh, why don't we build something for them? So um, yeah, that's where uh, me and Alex started to you know, quickly make prototypes and start building the site. Yeah, and, and going deeper into the story of how we all came together, uh, we were all formed through um, on March 17th, I remember the exact day too, uh, because we, uh, Courtney and I and Alex were part of an organization called, that we found in the past called the Invention Corps, and what we use is design thinking, technology, poverty, society, health, environment. And for the past five years, we've grown that community, and when we all got together during the pandemic, we, our goals were to create three projects that tackle the pandemic um, and make high impact. And Courtney was actually one of the leaders or product managers for one of those projects, which was Shared Distance. And if you wanna go more into detail on that, and maybe even talk about how we use Notion to organize our entire workflow on changing the world. Yeah, so um, the COVID-19 response team was really my first um, applicable, um, like, applicable experience to Notion where a bunch of people came together. Um, we planned because we were all re working remote um, and used Notion as our central database. And so Shared Distance specifically was one of the projects on um, this team. And we aimed to share stories of people affected by coronavirus to increase exposure, to promote mental health, to share that you're not alone in whatever you're experiencing. Um, and so we really utilize Notion to the best of our ability to um, you know, plan out our posts, to um, organize our interviews and all of that. Yeah, and um, it was from using Notion that we were able to see solutions in that as the workflow continued to grow. And as the projects continued to evolve, we wanted to evolve with that. And we, 
um, Yusin and Alex came in with the genius idea to, to continue developing what would make our lives easier and then further bring that out into the world. And to bring it into the world and to spread it, like obviously you need, you know, to get it out there for, to get people to use it. How do you spread the word about this? I mean, I mean, Notion is such a, you know, a quickly growing platform and anything that's like, you know, latching itself onto it, it's probably going to grow quickly with it. But I'm just intrigued to know, like, how do you, how do you grow and how do you get distribution um, for the company? So if it, um, I, I would, I would take this question. Uh, if it was something that we realized throughout the five years that we've been working all together is the community that has since grown from that. And we are especially lucky to have been surrounding ourselves around change makers, impact makers, creatives, trailblazers, whatever that might mean to you all. And when we released our product, it was seeing that organic community come together. It was that consistency of work ethic, that consistency of quality that came out, similar to how we were dealing with all the other projects, um, trying to change the world. And it was being able to showcase something like, obviously this is a little more commercial, but it falls in line with our mission to improve the lives of others. So being able to ask our community to you know, support us wasn't necessarily a hard thing to ask. Um, and from that organic growth, we were able to see that evolve and or continue to evolve and the momentum continue to take on. So we're very grateful to be surrounded about the community that we're with because we could only thank them for driving that initial push in the beginning to get ourselves out there. Yeah, and to kind of add on to that, um, like Notion, I feel like is involves a community of people who always want to level up. And that involves, you know, being really active and tight knit on other um, platforms like YouTube, Reddit, Facebook, and we really just like use that to our advantage and like um, expanded our own networks of like minded people um, to incorporate that into our own organic growth. And, and Notion's yeah, a and growing community. So, oh, can you, Alex, sorry. I was just going to say, um, we are power users ourselves of Notion. We love the platform and we use it for so many different things. Um, and we kind of decided that we, sh we kind of wanted to build uh, solutions for our problems within the, within the platform and kind of level up our own experiences. Um, and once we kind of shared an initial post on Reddit, we noticed that there was over 300 people that signed up for our pre-launch. And this was before we even launched anything. It was just an idea at that point. And from there, we got a lot of really good feedback through our email and on a Reddit post that people were just saying, oh, like, I love, I love this idea. Could you please build this? Could you please build that? And then from there, we had a really long list of maybe 30 feature requests before we even launched anything. And then from there, we all banded together and posted on Product Hunt. And we were luck lucky enough to get third product of the day. Um, and from there, um, we're still getting a lot of really good feedback and interacting with a super passionate, super engaged, and uh, super fun community of, of people that are using Notion. Yeah, we're all, we're all productivity buffs. So it's, it's being able to to know exactly what they might need and being able to provide that to, to our users as, as fast as possible. How do you, um, you kind of already mentioned this, but I want to dive a little deeper. Um, th there's a million things that I'm sure people want in Notion. Like I'm a Notion user as well. There's those things that I would like, there's things that are more important than others. 
Um, how do you find the balance between like sticking to like a quote unquote product roadmap versus building just when anyone says, Oh, build this building that how do you, pri I guess what, how do you prioritize what to work on as a team when I'm sure you're getting pulled in a lot of directions? Yeah. So, uh, do you want to take this one, Alex, or should I, should I take a stab at it? Or do you want to take it, Yusin? Well, I, you know, I'll, I'll say a little bit. So I, I think, you know, it, it's hard. Uh, it's a hard problem for us to think about as well, because there are just so many asks from people. Um, and I think, uh, one thing that we, we've been evaluating is just like, look at all different things and then we, we kind of see in terms of, you know, what are some, um, shared value? Um, what is the most, um, impactful, uh, widget that we could build that could help the most people. And I think the value, uh, of the widget, uh, speaks to itself. So that's how we kind of evaluate it. And if you guys want to go deeper into it, yeah. <laughs> um, digging, digging a little more deep into it. It's, it's camp. It's, it's celebrating the diversity of our, of our communities that we're personally involved in. And it's being able to develop for those communities as well. Whereas we do take user feedback first. We've already applied design thinking and all those practices in. So now we're part of this community. How are we able to further amplify that with our own knowledge ourselves? So it's prioritizing as part of their communities as well, what, they, what would impress us and what would impress them. Also give a little bit of that ambiguity too, where it's, you don't know what widget's going to be coming out next, but you know it's going to be a good one. And it's all based on user feedback. It's all based on problems that we see on our day-to-days. It's all, all things we see as power users. And that's something that we champion as well as being a part of this community because we're not going into this dark. And that's something that, uh, I don't know, has driven us to, to make that, that sort of impact. And we also drive for impact as well. So um, with, our, with our past working on, on projects, like Alex's first project was developing an app to help discover uh, or help make recommendations to the Indian government so then they would better allow for sanitation in Tadu Nadu, India. Um, that was his first project. And just thinking about that impact really resonates with us because when we look at the user feedback, we're seeing a lot of teachers, for example, and the amount of, and that, that demographic that we're helping out. Um, some people, uh, if, if you want to further elaborate on that conversation, Alex, uh, it was something that re resonates with us and we're able to see the impact of what we're able to do. So if it looks, if we're looking at primary drivers on what makes us decide on that roadmap, it's, it's our ability to, to know what impact means and being able to define that to our communities, uh, mm -hmm. and bring that to our communities. Yeah. And on top of that, uh, we, of course, as a team, use Notion to track our progress, to track our, our tasks internally. And we've been tracking all of the requests that we've been getting on multiple channels like Twitter. Uh, we use uh, a chat, an internal chat application on our website. So we've been getting a lot of feedback on there, on Reddit, and through email. And we're kind of ranking them based on the ones which um, types of users are requesting these features and also the frequency of how often they're requested. And we also can, can see which, which widgets are being used the most. So we're kind of targeting those um, so that we can have the highest impact within our, our user base.
Yeah, and being user focused really highlights one aspect of our organization, which is that we release widgets in volumes of four. And by doing so, we're able to um, release widgets um, consistently and also um, by keeping up to date with the feedback we're getting most recently. Um, so I think that's just a really awesome part of being, um, you know, really lean and user focused. And to, to keep it in a framework, um, and I know we've all, all said this, it's how could we empathize with the users? How might we be able to inspire them as well? And how might we be able to, uh, how, how might we be able to apply gratitude to it as, as well? So it's uh, the three pillars of happiness. And if our goal is to make a happy user, I feel like those are three things that we need to focus on. It's gratitude, empathy, and awe. And if you were to kind of look out, you know, like 10 years, um, you know, as, as, you, as you keep building this, what, what could this look like? Or I guess in other words, what's the big vision for Indify and kind of what direction are you rowing in? I actually want to go. <laughs> yes. So we've seen a very, very large push towards the no-code community. Um, we're super excited to see a bunch of tools popping up nowadays that allow users to build portfolios, photography websites, et cetera. And people are even making uh, e-commerce websites on Notion. So we see an incredible amount of opportunity within this space and being able to support these users in the best way that we can. So we're definitely hoping to expand in that area where uh, we're going to be expanding our offering of widgets to help out as many users as possible to, of course, taking in feedback wherever we can. Um, so to start off, we're, we're going to be building widget, releasing widgets that allow people to display images uh, in an easier manner within, within Notion. Um, and then from then onwards, we're hoping to um, build upon potentially the e-commerce space. Yeah. And uh, to further add on to that vision, it's, uh, it's, it's just like this year. We, we couldn't depend on any, everything happening on this year. Uh, our vision is, is pretty set, but we're also able to adjust quickly. And that could change uh, just like any other startup. And, and by that, I mean, it would change to better assisting the users. And yeah, um, it's, it's, it's looking at further growth. Um, expect more widgets to come and expect new, new experiments to come as well. Whereas we as, as founders for other things want to apply and get that multidisciplinary mindset so we could try new things. Um, and we definitely do see value in, in trying new things, especially now. It's, it's, it's the time to experiment and it's the time to develop what a virtual environment and what a virtual workspace means in a time when it's all we kind of have. And to make that happen, you'll you'll obviously you know need some help, right? You'll 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 need people to use it, like users. You'll need employees, maybe investors if you, if you, if you want investors. But you'll definitely need help from the forward-thinking founders community. So for my last question for you is, how can the forward-thinking founders community help? Are there any asks that you have for any of the listeners that you're kind of thinking about right now? So I'll start off with one. If anyone wants to join the Indify community Facebook page, uh, we subtly drop hints on our newest apps that are coming along the way. So that could be something to look forward to once joining the community and, and being a part of it. Uh, we, we value the, the surprise aspect and celebrate it once it's out. So 
Um, if you want to figure out any more new releases, uh, check out our Facebook page and we have some helpful hints on there to what we're going to be releasing soon. Yeah, and if Facebook isn't your thing, we also have a Twitter um, where you can keep updated with us as well, um, at Co. Yeah, I, and I now, think for me, yeah. Oh, uh, continue, continue, you using? Yeah, I think for me, I, um, I think for the, for the community, I think a lot of people are working on, you know, their own business, they're, they're working on their own websites. And um, if, you know, any of you guys are Notion users and, and willing to, you know, um, check us out and give us some feedback or, um, you know, uh, as we just talked about, you know, if you have any thoughts on what you needed, so let us know. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Our goal is to get to 100,000 users by the end of this year. So if there's any help in helping us reach that, whether it be a review on YouTube, whether it be highlights on your own Instagram page, we see this as a growing community. We're just a part of it. So if anyone has any of those resources available to us, we're more than happy to be a part of that growing community. And we're also looking at how we could give back more because we value feedback and feedback is it's, it's unbelievable. Even sending us a, a picture of your notion. Um, it's so inspiring just to see how people organize their lives. It's so sick. Oh my God. They're so cool on how people organize their lives. And that's something that we value too. We like seeing cool things. And um, even though we see it on the back end, we always love being inspired. So if anyone has any, 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 any notes of inspiration to us, we would love to see that because that would go a long way. And we could assure you that. All right. Well, I appreciate you all coming on to the podcast. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, Matt. Thank you so much, so much Matt. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the episode of Forward Thinking Founders. If you're sitting there and you're just saying, Matt, I want more. How can I get more? Well, luckily, you can get it at Forward Thinking City. Forward Thinking City is a community for the Forward Thinking Network, right? And we have multiple different aspects of the city. One, we have AMAs. Some of the previous guests that have been on the podcast, like Jonathan Barkle, Kristen Anderson, Austin Allred, come back and they do AMAs with the residents. You can ask them any question that you want, right? You can ask them about fundraising raising the early days how they got their customers we do these every single week with another you know really great founder that has been on the podcast additionally um, we have our pitch battles right so if you want feedback on your pitch and the opportunity to potentially pitch in front of vcs and talk one-on-one -on -one with venture capitalists this is where to do it these are monthly pitch battles so if you don't get in the first time try again right the goal is to improve and get feedback to eventually one, raise, uh, get, get into the room with the VCs. Two, raise capital. Three, so you can get back to your company and building a great startup, building a great business. The last thing I'll mention is that if you are kind of interested in just community, we have our coffee hours and happy hours where you can meet other residents, learn about what they're working on, talk about social things, anything you want. This is a city for founders. It is for investors. It is for startup enthusiasts. It's for anyone that loves startups. So if you're interested in what I'm saying, Go to forwardthinking.city and join the city for $15 a month. Um, you know, the way, the reason I charge is because I want to be able to do this full time and bring as much value as I possibly can. And I think it's well worth the value. You can ask any of the current residents and they will attest to that. So go to forwardthinking.city, join the city, and you'll see immediately the, the next AMA, the next pitch battle, the next event. And I hope to see you there. Forwardthinking.city. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.